Have you ever heard of the saying that you are the whole lake and not just the surface? We're going to talk about what that exactly means and how that can apply to us as individuals coming up in this episode, so stay tuned. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 8 on What About Therapy. I'm your host, Enoch Fossum, and I'm currently going to school to become a licensed marriage and family therapist. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about how we can find peace. I know that can be a, a very big question and a lot of people, if not everyone, deep down wants to find peace and calmness and uh, etc. And so we're going to talk about how we can find it and where it starts. All that coming up next on What About Therapy. All right, everybody. So it's been a while. It's been like two and a half weeks, which is crazy. And so my apologies, my apologies, my apologies for not getting uh, the episode out uh, sooner. But with school right now and everything, finals week and stuff, it's, yeah, I just didn't really bother. I kind of just put the podcast on the back burner and focused on school. And I still have two more finals to take. And then I'm done with the semester and then I get a little break and then the summer semester starts. So life is busy, but it's good. It's fun. You know, actually people always ask me, they're like, how many more years of school do I have? I'm like, well, I still have a while. And they're like, oh, dang, I'm sorry. I'm like, no way, man. Like it's, it's fun. I enjoy the journey. And so it's, it's really fun for me. I love learning new things. And so I love school. I know that can be hard for some of you to hear. <laughs> I love school. Um, some of you may not agree, but that's okay. We're all different. So before we begin, before we jump into it, let me just say, my wife, for my birthday, she got me a new office chair. And let me tell you, this thing, this chair is is a throne. It is beautiful. It's so comfy. I tell her I could sit in it all day. It's got a nice back support. It's nice and squishy. And my last chair, oh, it was so bad. Uh, when my brother moved out of the house, he gave it to me. And so I'm like, hey, can I have that chair? Like, sure. And so the like the cushion of the chair where your bum goes, it was like, it's just totally worn out. So I had to buy a little pillow, put it there. And now I look back on it. It's actually here in the office too. As I look at it, there's no back support. That's gone because it's so old. And so let me just tell you right now, I am in heaven just sitting down. It's amazing. So shout out to my wife. She is amazing. She's beautiful. And she takes care of me. She takes such good care of me. So let's begin finding peace. It's um, as I've thought about this, it uh, it can be hard. Okay, it can be really hard. So, real quick, another tangent. So, like I mentioned, I think it was in my last episode, how I said I might be going to get a certificate to be a mindfulness coach. And so I am. I'm currently going through a course right now to be a mindfulness life coach. And so this episode is going to be really what I've been learning through the course thus far. And it's been really cool, really awesome for me to uh, be able to learn these things. There are things that I've believed. I've just never really known how to like explain them or put them into words. And so this course has really helped me a lot to be able to understand things on a deeper level and to 
really come to understand the mind and how it works and how we can kind of calm it down, you know, in a world of, in a world of chaos. So the average person, okay, so me and you, the average person spends about 50%, so five zero, 50% of their day on autopilot, which is just insane. And so we're not even aware that like of the life that we're living. And as I thought about that, and they say, you're only, you're, uh, you know, daily life is uh, 50% on autopilot. I'm like, like, what? No way. But really, as you get thinking about it, you think about when you wake up, when you get dressed, when you take a shower, when you go to the bathroom, when you brush your teeth, like when you get ready for bed, all of those things for me anyway, most of the time I'm just on autopilot and I'm kind of just going with the flow. Or at work, a lot of the times, I'm just on autopilot because I've been there for a while and know what I'm doing. And so I'm just able to go on autopilot. That's what the brain does. It's like, okay, how can I make this, how can I make this easy for myself and for for this human, right? Like how can I, how can I help out and make just life so easy? And so the brain makes an autopilot feature, which is really cool. We all have autopilot, which is nice. It can be nice a lot of the times, but also a lot of the times it can kind of take us away from the life that we are living and we're not even aware of what's going on not even uh, like our breath the weather the sky things like that and so I thought that was just totally crazy and so a part of mindfulness mindfulness is to be present okay to kind of turn off the autopilot and just to be present. And so our ability to focus in the moment is what allows us to thrive even when life is hard, dark, and unknown. And so a lot of, like we talked about in the last episode, a lot of fear, so things like anxiety, come from thinking in the uh, thinking in the future, okay, like living in the future, not living in the present. And depression mainly comes from living in the past focusing on things that happened. And so true peace is in the present moment. So mindfulness will open up our lives to the present, to the now, so we can live and experience what's happening for us, not to us, which is amazing. So I'm now going to read this quote, and this is about the whole lake, okay, what you heard at the beginning of this episode. So this quote is from Eckhart man, his last name, I don't know, Tolle, Tolle, I don't know, T-O-L-L-E, you can say it the way you want it, but so Eckhart, he said, the outer situation of our life, of your life, and whatever happens, there is the surface of the lake, sometimes calm, sometimes windy and rough, according to the cycles and seasons. Deep down, however, the lake is always undisturbed. You are the whole lake not just the surface. So I think that is such a powerful quote and such a powerful thought. Like just rewind, hit the 30 second button and listen to it again. So you are the whole body of water. You're the entire lake. So let's talk about what that means. So most of us, I would say, I would say all of us, I mean, I'm not going to say all of us. That's a, you know, all or nothing statement, but 
a lot of us live in a state of reactivity, right? We just kind of react with what life throws at us. So if someone cuts us off, we get angry. If um, someone gets mad at us, we get defensive, we get angry, we attack back, different things like that. Does that make sense? I like So we live in a state of reactivity. We don't tend to kind of slow things down and say, wait a minute, like what's actually going on here? Why are they mad? Why'd they cut me off? Maybe they have... Uh, like maybe they're having a baby, they got to rush to the hospital, you know, different things like that. We just kind of tend to react and not think about things. And so a part of mindfulness is to stay in the present and not just to react, okay? Not to live on the surface of the water because the surface is a reactor, right? Whatever happens to it, it moves, right? Like you throw a rock, you skip a rock, you jump in it, wind, rain, tornado, hail, you know, what have you, the surface always moves. It reacts. It's a reactor. But however, deep down, no matter what happens, right? Like a tornado for, you know, for all we know, a tornado could hit a lake or hit the ocean. Okay. And the bottom wouldn't even be disturbed because it's um, so deep, right? So we need to learn to live at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> I, I hope this is kind of making sense. I know it can sound kind of funny. But you need to understand that you are the whole lake. So I guess you shouldn't just live in the bottom, okay? You would need to realize that you are the entire lake. <clears throat> so let me see here. I'm just looking at my notes. Okay, so let's talk about this. So what do you and a lizard have in common? Or me, right? Like what do what do I have in common with a lizard or any reptile? So what we have in common, what all of us have in common with a lizard, unless like unless a lizard's listening to this right now, then you know what he has in common with us, you know what I'm saying? Just gotta include everyone here. But if we, what we have in common with the lizard is the reptilian brain, okay? The reptilian side of the brain. Now, what that does for us is if, you, if you've ever been really hungry and you're walking down a street, walking downtown, and you smell a burger, right? What happens? Your mouth starts salivating. You start thinking, food food, like I'm so hungry, then your tummy starts to rumble and you realize that you're hungrier than you thought and it just kind of goes downhill from there. All because you smell the burger and because you're hungry. And so when you smell that, your brain says, food must eat, me want now. And so the same thing with a lizard, right? Like he smells it and they go after it. Like I want mine, eat now. So that's the reptilian side of the brain. And what we don't have in common with the lizard, what we, what we have and they don't is the prefrontal cortex. Okay. And the prefrontal cortex is in the front of your brain, your frontal lobe. And that is where we're able to make decisions. That's where decision, decision making happens. So when our reptilian brain says we're hungry and let's say you're doing like intermittent fasting, right? That's really popular right now. You smell a burger and you're really hungry and you say, 
your reptilian brain says, man, I want this now. You can choose using your prefrontal cortex saying, mm, uh, I don't, I, I can't, like, I don't want to. Your reptilian brain will say, no, but I need it, please, or I'm going to die. Like, no, you're not. I'm going to choose not to go get a burger and kind of keep pressing on, right? And so with our prefrontal cortex, we're able to kind of observe that reptilian side of the brain. So what I'm getting out here, getting at here is that everyone has two voices in their head, okay? And there's the reactor and there's the observer. So the reactor is that initial thought that happens when something happens to you. So like, again, if someone cuts you off, then you react. Your reactor voice says, oh, like, what the heck? That, that's so rude. They're such jerks. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, and you start to react. However, I don't know if you, if any of you have been able to experience this, but if you're angry or if you're upset, have you ever just thought at the same time, like, why, wait, hold on a second. Why am I upset? Why am I angry? Yet, while you're feeling angry, you're thinking, hold on a minute, why is this happening? So that is your observer. And now I think one thing that is very, very powerful is that the reactor is not you, okay? That is just kind of the brain and how it's wired and how it, how it works. If it reacts instantly, even if it's positive or negative, Okay, you just know that you're normal. That's totally normal to react that way. And that's okay. But know that the reactor isn't you. Okay, you are the observer. The observer, they call it your higher self. That is who you really are. And so the voice that says, hold on a second, why am I mad? I like, I don't need to be mad right now. Or it observes the situation, maybe thinks about someone else's situation in their shoes, like the person that cuts you off. Maybe they really are going to the hospital because they're having a baby or because they are injured or uh, they're driving to someone's house that needs help, you know, and so they're in a rush. And so the observer is your higher self. That is you. And one thing that's very powerful is to always know that the observer, your higher self, can never be disturbed. Okay, so just like the bottom of the lake, you are the whole lake. And so you're that higher self. It's the, the uh, your higher self, the observer, is always calm, is always at peace, is always content, is always safe, and is always joyful. And so just knowing that can bring a lot of peace and a lot of comfort to you. And because that that's what it's done for me. It's helped me a lot to know that when I'm angry or I'm upset, I'm going through a situation, I know that my, like deep down, okay, the observer, deep down at the bottom of the lake, deep down of in, inside of me, I am calm. And that calmness, that peace is always, always obtainable. Even when life is, like I said earlier, even when life is dark or hard, scary, stressful, um, it can you can find that peace, and that's through mindfulness. And I'm going to go into that in kind of a separate episode. I mean, this is part, this is going to be like 
a little either two or three part series, you know, I'm talking about mindfulness as I'm going through this course. And so right now I'm just going to kind of focus on the reactor and the observer. But uh, so yeah, just knowing that your observer is always there, that there is peace, okay, that is always accessible. There is joy that is always accessible. And that comes from the present moment. And so let's see here. So when when I say mindfulness, what's the first thing you think of? I'll tell you what the first thing I think of. Uh, well, what I did anyway. Have you seen that new State Farm commercial? I don't know if you have, but where Jake from State Farm and some lady are sitting in, you know, their legs crisscrossed, their hands together, like uh, the Italians do, and they're just sitting there um, and swaying back and forth while wind chimes are going, right? When people think of mindfulness, they think of, like, they think of that, right? And that's meditation, that's a formal style of meditation. There are different kinds of meditation as well that we'll also talk about in the future. But mindfulness is just learning to be present. It's learning to be. That's really it. And that's very, very powerful. And that's, it's also harder said, it's easier said than done. It's not harder said than done. That'd be, yeah, that'd make it way too easy. So it's easier said than done to calm your mind and to bring it to the present moment because I don't know about you but my mind it's hard to focus a lot of the times and sometimes I just start going on thinking tangents right like I am thinking about what I'm going to be eating in an hour or what I wish I did yesterday or my the sleep that I got or the sleep that I'm gonna get I can't wait to sleep or take a nap you know just thinking about all these different things I'm never really just being. I'm never really just in the now, in the present moment. And so it's been interesting for me to learn to observe those thoughts. Okay. And so what I do and what they're having us do in this course is called the two minute bell exercise. You just listen to a bell, uh, like a clock tower bell or whatever. You can really even listen to mindfulness music. Um, and you just focus on the sound, okay? They say to stay with the sound. So stay with it. Don't let your mind kind of wander off. Right when you hear a sound, you see, you think, oh, yeah, that's that's a nice sound. Mm, yeah, what am I going to eat after I'm done listening to this? You know, and your mind just kind of starts to to fade off and to think about random things and kind of, you know, just to just to be a brain, to be normal. And so learning to bring that back and to focus on the sound and staying with it is really hard, even just for two minutes. And so that's what I've been doing, trying to do every day anyway. I haven't been perfect at it. I'm trying to make that a habit. But um, anyways, so that's just one simple exercise. And we'll talk about again more of this here in the future. But when we're mindful, we are constantly observing our thoughts, okay? That doesn't mean we have to accept the thoughts or run with it. So when we are mindful, we learn to 
let our thoughts, feelings, and emotions pass through us while we are staying present. I hope that makes sense. That can be kind of a, a hard concept to understand. But so when we're present and a thought comes to our mind, okay, and I'll again talk about this later. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. But when a thought comes to our mind or we get a strong emotion, we tend to to run with it, right? Just, just to go with it. But we need to realize that we don't have to react to that thought or that emotion. Our reactor, our reptilian side of the brain, the emotion side of our brain is like, oh, like, oh my gosh, go with that. Like run, keep thinking about it, right? And that's totally normal. But however, that can be a real issue, especially if you struggle with anxiety or depression. That can be hard. So learning to stay present, you are able to recognize that you have a thought, feelings, or these different emotions, and you can let them pass. And that's why mindfulness is a huge key and one of the core basics of overcoming different addictions, okay, especially pornography addiction. So learning to let the feeling or the urge to look at porn or to drink or to smoke, to feel it, acknowledge it, and to let it pass. And I'll talk more about that again in, in the future. I know I keep saying that, but <clears throat> so your reactor is usually the unconscious slash habit side of the brain. It just reacts to life. And so becoming aware of these thoughts and emotions and actions that go on unconsciously, that's when we become conscious. And so mindfulness is here to help us to live consciously, not to live unconsciously, or not to live in our reactor side of things. And it really starts with curiosity. So you think uh, if you are thinking something and you notice it, you recognize it, ask yourself, why am I thinking this? Like, is it important? Do I have to do something like later today, tomorrow? And if you're thinking about the past, say, why am I thinking about this? Why is this on my mind? Is it is it bugging me? Um, was it annoying? Was it hard? Was it funny? You know, just different things like that. And so it all starts with curiosity. So as you go throughout this week, just learn and try to recognize your thoughts. Okay. Remember, we the first really one of the first steps to change is recognition. To recognize the problem or recognize the issue, and then to start to change it. And so as you go throughout this week, learn to or try to recognize your thoughts, even if they're not bad. Just recognize your thoughts. What are you thinking? What are you always thinking about? And one thing uh, that's really helpful is to do it while you're driving, because I don't know about you, but it's kind of creepy because sometimes, or a lot of the times, I just drive kind of unconsciously, right? Like I'm not passed out or anything, but you get what I'm saying. I, I'm not present. I'm thinking about something else while I'm driving. And that's why I believe that's why a lot of accidents happen because people are dwelling in the future or in the past and they're not in the present moment. They're not thinking about, huh, I'm driving right now, right? So especially when I'm driving to work every morning, it's such a habit for me now that I could 
I mean, I couldn't drive there with my eyes closed, but I basically could. All right. I basically could. I've driven there so many times. And so I can just kind of turn the autopilot on when I start my drive and I just kind of go. And so I don't know if any of you have had the experience, but you drive somewhere and then you think about your drive and you're like, wait a second. Like what happened on my drive here? <laughs> and funny story, I went to the dentist a couple years ago and I was on, I got laughing gas, okay, because I had to get some cavities filled. By the way, laughing gas, I, I love it. I get it every single time, even if it's just a tiny cavity. Like this last dentist appointment, I had a tiny cavity filled and it took literally five minutes, but I'm like, give me the laughing gas. I'll take it whenever I can. So anyways, at this one appointment, I had like an hour, like an hour of work done on my teeth. I had like two cavities or something. <clears throat> and uh, I was on laughing gas. And so after I was finished, I sat there in the lobby for a second to kind of, you know, ground myself back to reality. I went to my car. I was still kind of loopy, but I mean, I, I knew what was going on. And so I drove home. <laughs> And I got home and about five minutes later, I was thinking, I'm like, wait, like, how did, how did I get home? I was thinking of my drive and I didn't remember anything. And so what's weird and crazy is that I've had those same things happen. Just, I wasn't on laughing gas. I was just thinking about something else. So I hope I'm not alone here. <laughs> I know, I know at least one of you out there has had the same thing. But um, one thing I like to do now is on my drive to work. I don't have any music on, and if I do, I listen to music that grounds me to the present and doesn't allow me to, um, you know, to wander off into the future, into the past. And so, I really like opera, or there's just meditation music, right, like wind chimes and stuff. But sometimes I just don't have anything. I don't have any music, no sounds, nothing, and I just stay present. And I don't let my mind start to wander. And let me tell you, that can be, that's really hard, honestly. And for some of you, it'll be easier than others. We're all different. But for me, it, it was pretty difficult. And the more I'm doing it, the easier it's getting, right? Because mindfulness, it's a workout for your brain. So just like any other muscle that you work out in your body, over time, you get stronger. At first, like let's say you've never benched before, you can maybe bench you know, 100 pounds. And that's really hard. But over time, as you keep doing it, you start to get stronger. And 100 pounds becomes nothing to you. And so that's why I think the two minute exercise in the morning, or my drive to work, it takes about five minutes. So I try and stay present, stay um, just in just I just be I just am for for five minutes. And afterwards, my brain's kind of tired, you know, like, oh, Man, and I'm like, all right, brain, you can go do whatever you want now. And it just thinks about, you know, who knows what. But uh, anyways, so just again, as you go throughout this week, try to, to do that. Try to recognize your thoughts and remember to ask yourself why. Like, why am I thinking this? What's going on? Why do I think that? And so as you uh, recognize these thoughts and just... Just remember that when you catch yourself going off, like wandering off in your mind, okay, don't think of yourself as a failure, like, oh, dang it, 
my brain wandered off again. Think of that as a success because you recognized it. That is a success. That's a huge, that's a big deal. You recognized it and that's where it starts. And so first recognize your thoughts and, and just start to be present. Stay in the now and just be. And that's a lot harder than it may seem. But as you practice, you'll get really good at it. I've been doing it now for like two weeks to three weeks. And it's still pretty darn hard. But I am getting better. And so it just takes repetition. And we'll go more into like formal, informal uh, meditation and mindfulness practices and stuff for you. But anyways, I, I I hope you guys like this episode because I know I did. I, I'm loving this course right now about mindfulness and about the present. And it's such, it is such a powerful thing because that is where peace is found. Peace is found in the now. And the way to, to obtain it is to learn to be present and to focus on what is going on now, not what's going to happen in 10 seconds, 10 minutes, 10 days, what's going on now. And you'll come to find that most of your worries will just disappear when you're in the now. And that is where true peace is found. That is where I've been able to to find my peace. And it's been amazing. So that's it for this episode. Thank you guys all for listening to this. I will continue to do my best to put out episodes as as often as possible. And I did see that a lot of you did like, um, I put a poll on my Instagram about like shorter episodes, like 15 minutes or less or 15 minutes or more. And a lot of you did say you will like 15 minutes or less. And so I am going to start to experiment with different episodes, like maybe you know every other week do a shorter one, like maybe a thought or something for the week. But um, anyways, yeah, thank you guys again so much for all your support. And I will see you, talk to you, and yeah, I'll do all that next time. See you guys. Hey everyone, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. That's how I'll be able to reach and help as many people as I can. If you know of anyone that could possibly benefit from this episode or any other one of my episodes, please share it with them. You can also subscribe or follow to be notified when my future episodes come out. So thank you all so much for your support and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.